What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzzwordiest topics with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Um, Except this week's uh, not so humorous, I think. Yeah. So, the 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 main topic is whew, it's heavy, man. It's heavy, heavy but uh, it's it's worth talking about. Um, but but before that, how's the how's the start of your week, man? Um, it was going okay until until uh, we decided we're going to talk about this. It <laughs> feels mm. feels heavy, man. Feels heavy. Yeah, a heavy it start to heavy, the week. Yeah, I will. I will second that sentiment. Uh, and I guess maybe that's the <clears throat> the context of why we decided to talk about the topic is also. I mean, for me personally, it was because. I think I found myself kind of like thinking, okay, that's too deep a topic to talk about, uh, to come to to take a stance on it. Uh, and I kept like kind of like, okay, not not thinking about it, thinking I will kind of think about it. But then I realized, fuck, man, this is the problem with issues that are as big as this. La. So I think today for me, it's just wrapping my head around the reality of the situation and and coming to terms with the facts and hopefully it would be something that uh, the listeners also find useful. Uh. Yeah. But but what about you? Uh? Uh, yeah, it's not an easy topic. and it's a, it's a dark topic. And of course, nobody wants to confront it um, in day-to-day conversation, I feel. Right? But yeah. it's one of those yeah. things that it's in it's happening in our backyards right right next to us. So, and, and now, you know, the eyes of the world are on us right now. With regards to this issue, yeah, well. exactly. Literally, the eyes of the world, man. I think the latest person to chime in is fucking Richard Branson. Yeah. What yeah. the hell, man? But before before going, but yes, before going yeah, on, before that, we need to do a mm. plug. And what is that plug? The plug is that uh, earlier this week, uh, we started the official Yalabad Instagram account. Um, and and I mean, we mentioned this on the previous podcast, and it's great to see people already just just following it. Um and and keeping and and staying in tune for what's to come, but but yeah, we are pretty excited about this. Um, it was actually at the nudge of our our new intern, uh, to to start our account on Instagram, which is something we've been talking about uh, mm. for the longest time. But now, given that we are doing more and more interesting stuff, uh, hopefully in the near future, we do want to share that a lot more uh, because I mean, Reddit is great for long form discussions and text discussions and, and memes, but Instagram is something that, it's also to document what we're doing and let you guys in on on the things that go behind the scenes. Yeah. So the link is in the show notes. Um, if you have any ideas, you can head on to sub our Reddit or even on Instagram, just DM us uh, on what, what more you would like to see la, as we continue to grow this podcast. Mm, mm, mm. And, and the handle is Yala Butler. Handle, yeah, yeah. And, and give a shout out to our intern Daras. La. He's in... Mm. Hard at work behind the scenes, documenting yeah, man. our every every you know like when you have guest interviews and all that. I think he he he's brought a little spring in the step for for the podcast, yeah, like, right? You know, because <laughs> for us we're always so absorbed with like you know making sure that all the technical side of things is is fine and the guest is pretty comfortable all that. But sometimes we forget that yeah, it's a it's yeah, a social medium. You know, we need to be out there telling people what we're doing and and. Just, just even just seeing the behind the scenes, I, th- I think that's very interesting by itself, la. Yeah, and he's helping us, you know, uh, carry on eating the way 
so we uwu things and would make us go like she. Are you speaking German or right. something? No, I'm speaking Gen Z, bro. <laughs> I'm speaking Gen Z. I just purposely like, held back just to let you, you know, make a fool of yourself <laughs> for about ten seconds. Huh? Yeah. I'm totally fine with that, man. That's the, my my middle name. I'm making a fool of myself. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, cool. Uh, okay. Get it. That's right. as funny as it gets. From here on out, it's yes. It's gonna be damn it's, serious. It's deep and dark. Just give you a trigger yeah. warning. We talk about the death penalty here. Yeah. Mm. And and why why are we talking about the death penalty, Terence? Uh, because there has been a case of a Malaysian drug trafficker, Nagan Nagendran. I want to make sure I get the name correct. Nagendran. Uh, sorry, mm. what's his last name? Uh, Nagendran. Nagen, Nagendran. Yeah, Nagendran. Yeah, yeah Nagendran Damalingam, uh, a 33-year-old mm. Malaysian national who was due to be hanged on Wednesday morning and uh, in a flurry of like you know legal appeals and everything. Um, the court convened on Tuesday to you know to 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 decide on the appeal uh, the appeal to to whether the commute is his death sentence for drug trafficking in Singapore. Uh, so that that is the general headline. But I think uh, this deserves a little step back in time from uh, Harish's Chrome tabs. There are like mm. I don't know like three hundred of them open right now. If I, if I yeah, I think so, man. Yeah. Yeah. somewhere there because so, yeah this, go- this goes back far it's not something that happened last yeah. year or, or the year before this goes back far please yeah so so I mean I'm sure everyone in recent times may have seen mentions of this uh, you know discussions about the death penalty uh, petition that has been that was started like a week ago to pardon the death sentence of this man um, but this case actually goes back way longer than I thought um, he was first convicted and sentenced to death in November 2010 after he was caught with a bundle of, of drugs strapped to his thigh in 2009. Mm. So, so since then, um, he, he appealed uh, and, uh, to, to the court and his conviction and sentence, uh, the appeal was dismissed in July 2011. So mm. since then, um, I mean, since 2010, he's been on death row. Uh, and when there was a, when the death sentence under the Misuse of Drugs Act was amended in 2012, in 2013, he re uh, he appealed again for resentencing, which was dismissed in 2017. Mm. Um, then there was another appeal, uh, as well as a separate judicial review that was once again dismissed in 2019. And then the most recent petition for uh, clemency by, from the president was also unsuccessful. So, so this was it was it was just since 2010 he's been on death row. Um, and in recent weeks, it, it kind of got traction because there were some last-ditch efforts by the lawyer acting on his behalf, uh, M. Ravi, who's quite a quite a known lawyer in Singapore, uh, who's who's known to take on cases that are either more more on like 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 the the non the pro bono cases, the cases of of the the people who are being discriminated against, or or very. Like cases that I I can imagine not many lawyers would take on la. so so the latest um the the discussions have been um an appeal on the accounts of him uh, having an intellectual disability la. Mm. and and I think the claim was that he has an IQ of around sixty nine which puts him at a mental age uh, mental age of someone below the age of eighteen um and and that is the plea to 
to overturn his death sentence lah and there was multiple appeals that were thrown out even MHA responded saying that okay um, from all the the evaluation he knew what he was doing so he's still guilty but the latest update is um there was meant to be an appeal at 2:30 p.m. today which is Tuesday 9th November and the latest update is because uh, Nagendran has uh, contracted covid-19 unfortunately the the he's he's going to get a, a further stay lah. um and i think there's no fixed date um on on when the the execution will happen or or when the outcome of the the next round of appeals will be announced but that's where we are right now uh he's i think it's definitely not happening uh on november 10th mm. right because he has covid so so yeah so that's that's the high level overview of what has been happening over the past 11 years and now as we talk about it i'm sure we'll go into the weeds lah uh yeah but what was your first first thing when you heard about this about this case um i mean okay so when i started reading up about his uh intellectual disability uh yeah like in my mind was like oh fuck that is because i think for drug trafficking um it is one of those sen- sentences to me which uh have have not just the outcome which is okay someone bringing drugs into singapore but there's so much else at play so many things that could factor into the process of someone ending up trafficking drugs that i feel the death sentence on that i i really started off thinking why does it have to be a death sentence lah so when i saw this um that he's intellectually disabled i was like oh fuck this is horrible mm. it's it's horrible because there's one thing about an able but uh, um intellect some a person being coerced into drug trafficking but if he's intellectually disabled that's fucked up mm. um but then as i read I mean okay so so based on what I read in the news uh and the evidence and the way the the MHA and all have put out their statements it feels like it's not very clear that he's intellectually disabled and that's when I'm like oh shit now it's going to get deep and dark and conflicted lah mm. so so that's where I'm at what about you uh? um yeah it's one of those discussions that uh generally you know they always advise you Uh, there's a few things you don't talk about at, on the first date lah right you don't talk about uh mm. your exes and you don't talk about uh you know politics and you definitely don't talk about the death sentence lah whether you support it or not lah right uh mm, cuz mm, it's mm. one of those things that just yeah it just divides opinion lah cuz cuz um you know it's a, it's a very very long history to you know for the death penalty and and arguments against the death penalty and it goes into a lot of, like deeper philosophical issues about you know the uh philosophical and also stuff that can be backed up by data like, like you know like the effectiveness of or the deterrent effect of uh death penalty as a punishment like right and and I only mm. say this because I took a I took one of those um uh legal studies or business ethics 101 classes when i was in business school which scratched mm. the surface of of you know the the, the purpose of punishment like right you know that like when you punish someone in society there 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 are several things you're trying to achieve like and then i off the top of my head i mean there's obviously the deterrence to scare the people mm. from 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 uh you know doing the same thing there is uh trying to keep the person out of society so that that because he's such a danger to society 
uh, there's also trying to reform the person so that he can become a, a, you know, a, a normal contributing member of society. And, and, and a couple other, a couple other uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, philosophic, philosophical reasons uh, for, for doing it. So, um, yeah, over the years, as I've thought about this issue and, 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 and having stayed overseas and being in Singapore and all, I, I, I generally lean towards like, you know, uh, I, I need to see more evidence uh, that the death penalty really does so much more to protect people than, um, than just say a life imprisonment or 30 years in prison does, uh, right? Um, mm. so, so that that's that, that's a very big discussion. I, I if we go into that today, I think we'll be talking until tomorrow or something like that, like, right? So, so yeah. generally, that's where I I I, I where on the spectrum I am. Uh, so setting that context, obviously, when I read this and I just see the swarm of international media writing about this, and, and the headlines are not are not uh they're not very friendly to us, like, I mean, like the the Guardian says, Singapore court stays execution of man with learning disabilities. And then, you know, the change.org. Pardon the death sentence of an intellectually disabled man. And, uh, you know, European Union joint local statement on death penalty case in Singapore, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. And a Singapore prisoner granted stay of execution for only four days. That's Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, I could go on. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you could even go on, like, Richard Branson's like, personal blog. Stop the killing of Nagendran Damalingam. So what you're seeing here is everyone has latched onto the supposed fact uh, that he's intellectually disabled, uh, right? Um, mm. Although, although the MHA, you know, they, they it disputes that fact, uh, right? Uh, they they say yeah. that he's actually able to. He understands what what he did and the repercussions of what he did and everything. Uh, but I think general the general media blitz right now is towards leaning towards he's intellectually disabled, and Singapore is doing a very very inhumane, cruel thing by executing him, lah. Uh. So maybe, yeah. uh, I think uh, before, because I mean, it's been 12 years already, right? So if they need a bit more time to build up a case of his intellectual ability or disability, uh, I think that's what they should do. Like. They should not rush into executing him at this point. Like. Just just from, I mean, mm. from for me, just from a very cold PR angle, even if they still want to get go forward with it, like, right? Uh, right now it doesn't look good for Singapore. It feels a bit like Michael when Michael Fay got caned in nineteen ninety one. Do you remember that case? Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, of of course, like, I, The Michael Fay thing was one of the the big international um uh discussions that related to Singapore or the outcome of a Singapore uh, sentencing, like, Because from what I recall, even Bill Clinton at that time, who was president of the US, he wrote. Uh, an appeal to Singapore to reduce the number of uh, strokes of the cane like, for Michael Fay, right? Mm, mm, that's right. But but that uh, that ultimately cast the stereotype of all Singaporeans being cane like, as a as a ritual that happens every month in Singapore apparently. Yeah. And because, that, that and uh, has even entered has even entered pop culture. Don't forget, uh. you know, like like how the WWE Ooh. has a literally has a weapon called the Singapore cane. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this this official weapon they use in wrestling called the Singapore cane. Yeah. So I mean, okay. Before I I I go into some of the things that you said, I think one of my fears now, right, is that because there's so much international attention, right, I feel that the worst thing that could happen is that the the government and the authorities like fucking claw into their stance, even if they may have been open to a presidential clemency or something, like. And that I feel is like, oh fuck, please don't let that happen. Because 
um, you know, with the with the with the passing of the FICA bill, which basically is plainly saying, okay, if you're a foreign entity, foreign institution, you shut the fuck up and don't interfere in Singapore matters, right? But I think it, mm-hmm. I don't think it uh, extends to individuals like Richard Branson, like, but if you look at all the articles, if you Google his name, the news articles, like what you say, like, are not just Singapore articles and everyone is just, yeah, yeah like their, 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 their headlines are all about Singapore executing a, a disabled, a mentally disabled person. Like. So I hope that does not play into the the hard line that Singapore takes. La. But going back to what you said about how that now, if if for whatever reason, right, it's not clear whether he's mentally disabled or not, uh, or intellectually disabled, um, then time should be taken to 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 determine whether he is. Yeah. Um, because I think that is is interest uh, that is something I also agree. But it also is something that I noted when I was researching the the history of the death penalty in Singapore. Yeah. I mean, it has been it's been taking place since uh uh um we were a, the capital of the straight settlements and when we were crown colony and and since like it's it's had a long history of i think over a hundred plus uh years mm. and there have been some amendments to the laws like when i mentioned just now in 2012 um it it uh, amended its law to exempt some cases of men or the mandatory death sentence so for example if there was evidence to prove that someone was just a courier uh, for drugs as opposed to being the main instigator, right? It, there could be a life sentence. Mm. Um, but then, I also read that, you know, like, um, for for murder, right? Mm. Um, if, if there's enough to prove that uh, a murder was done without the intention to kill, it can, the death sentence can be overturned and turned into life imprisonment. Mm. So to me, when I read this, right? And of course, like there are so many legalities that I'm sure we're going to miss out, but but just from reading that, it feels like for those sort of offenses, if there's if it's based on evidence, why is it that for drugs, the moment it goes past um like X amount of uh grams of a certain drug, it is immediately uh drug drug trafficking like, and it mm. and uh, unless there's overwhelming, I mean it's immediate death penalty penalty unless it's overwhelmingly. Uh, difficult to prove that he was just a courier, yeah. So then, then, then that's where I feel like fucks, yeah. Like you know, even now there's 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 the discussion of whether or not he's intellectually disabled, uh, or not whether or not he was coerced. There have been some claims that um the person who coerced him threatened to kill his girlfriend, mm. and I also read something that his his father was going through uh, a medical operation. It just feels like huh, death penalty for drug trafficking. It feels ridiculous, lah. Um, yeah. and 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 I think it is one of those things that okay, like these laws. Yeah, there was an amendment in two thousand twelve, but it's so fucking strict, right? And mm. while there are, there are many countries who that still have the death penalty. Um, mm. I will pull up the the number in a bit. But amongst the the countries that that uh execute for drugs, right? It is it it's a lot less, lah. And mm. Singapore, I think, is the most developed country or the country with the highest GDP that still executes people for drug trafficking. Yeah. And that's when I look at it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, um, uh, it, it feels like it's it's outdated um, mm. and it feels like it should evolve. Mm. And maybe it's because anytime there's discussions on the death penalty, right, it mm. feels like such a fucking wormhole that people don't discuss it. Like, even for, for me, before this podcast, right, I was like, oh, how the fuck are we going to wrap our heads around this? And I think that's 
that's the problem of something as as difficult as this lah. Like you get, you get you get intertwined in all these weeds and like mm. the MHA and with all their powers and resources, they can find don't know how many reports that kind of show that oh we are safe because of the death penalty. Then yeah. it just feels like oh shit, yeah. how are we gonna evolve, right? Yeah, I mean, um, so that's where yeah lah, the the framework to think about punishment. Uh, that I that I briefly mentioned earlier. I, I'm gonna go. I I, yeah. I did look it up and then I'll just quickly mention them because I think it's it's very yeah, important yeah. to as a framework to think about all these problems. Uh, why why do you punish someone for five? There are five purposes, like right. Uh, one mm, is deterrence. Mm. You prevent future crime by frightening defendant or the public. Uh, another is incapac- incapacitation, which you prevent future crime by removing the offender from society. Right. Um, then rehabilitation, you prevent future crime by altering the offender's you know future behavior lah, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. then there's retribution, which you prevent future crime by removing the desire for personal revenge uh, against against the offender lah. Against that means that means let's say like you say a uh, a murder victim's family wanting to kill the the offender lah, right? And last mm. but not least is restitution. Uh, you prevent future crime by punishing the defendant financially is where he has to pay the victim for harm, uh, you know, in it, uh, because of the damages caused. Uh. So, so just looking at all these reasons, it's very clear that, uh, yeah, uh, the reason why it feels very arbitrary that, you know, that having a certain weight, uh, having a certain, I think what, 47 grams of, the heroin, right? That that gets you in in trouble that in, into the death sentence territory mm. is because Singapore basically feels the punishment is a a deterrent to the public, nah. It's it's not a deterrent to the defendant. It's not a deterrent to a small group. It's meant to be like a a deterrent to the public. So the more people know about the that that this death penalty is out there, the the more the more scared everyone will be, and they will not take any drugs at all, lah. Uh, and and all the other forms of purposes of punishment are secondary to to deterrence. Uh. So, in some way, in some perverse way, uh, you kind of just need to come up with some kind of 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 of, of metric, like, right? To to mm. sort of to sort of understand. Okay, there's this weight that you know. There's this there's this number, like, That once we cross it, you become you we you become a lesson for everyone else, like, you know, and then mm. uh, I mean, it's not a it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy job for whoever it is the the lawmakers determining this lah, right? But I guess it's one of those things that 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 we just we just have to put a line to it lah, cause yeah lah, if not if not we're going to talk about slippery slopes and all that again lah, right? Uh, I'm not saying I support it. I'm just saying that that that's what that's what that's where they're thinking of lah. The only thing I'm a bit <laughs> puzzled by is by uh, yeah lah, you know the last two years basically. What has been happening? We've been stuck at home in COVID, right? And then mm. we put everything on hold, like our holidays, our careers, everything. A lot, of, a lot of stuff we just put on hold. So yeah, like why the why the mad rush suddenly during COVID to 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 to, to go through the execution, like, right? You know, like mm. like even the executioner yeah. is he working from home or anything? You know, as opposed to having to come back during the time of COVID and all. Yeah, I mean, the there's one thing about yeah like, like it, yeah exactly. It feels like everything has stopped. I mean, we can't even fucking dine with more than two people from different households now, right? Mm. Uh, and on November 10, but this one just feels like this this like the planning of this. I know it's it's unrelated, but 
to be around Deepavali just, I don't know, makes it feel even um, just more, like just worse because I mean he is Indian, right? But but that, like, yeah, like, that, that's just one aspect of it that I think is unrelated because the ethnicity of someone shouldn't play into when they're, they're sentenced. Like. But mm. I remember seeing this one uh uh, post that was shared by I believe a relative or the mother of, of Nagendran and it was the letter that they got sent uh, from the Singapore Prison Service la. Mm. and I don't know if you saw it but it's it's essentially uh, the Singapore Prison um, letterhead and and Madam Panchalai uh, Supermanyam dear, dear Madam the title is Nagendran Dharmalingam the first line states please be informed that the death sentence passed on your son Nagendran Dharmalingam will be carried out on 10th November 2021 Wednesday the second paragraph is that they will facilitate visits with him on a daily basis and please contact officers uh, and um to, to let the officers know who in the family will be traveling to Singapore because they're based in Malaysia. They will guide you and help you as far as you can uh, with the arrangements. Because of COVID, we are able to facilitate entry and stay into Singapore until 11 November for a maximum of five persons. Mm. So that really feels like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, okay. But that's the second paragraph. So you're saying, you're saying, are you fucking kidding me? Because... It just feels cold. Like, I mm. mean... I know there are rules uh, and, and there, are, there are five uh, uh, people limit and all that shit. But here is the person's son going to be executed on 10th November and you say you can only stay in Singapore until 11th November. Mm-hmm. Are you, I mean, for people to leave, uh, come back on a Monday after a weekend abroad already is like, feels like shit, mm. right? This is the day after your son gets executed. And then the, the rest of the letter on this page it's like travel arrangements to enter Singapore in view of the situation, there are specific requirements and apparently it goes on page after page um, to uh, that details the things they have to take note of, the PCR test and all this shit. Like. So mm. the reason why I bring this up right, is because this feels very formulaic. Um, you know, you can imagine any newsletter, any government uh, 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 document, there's a letterhead, there's your this and then after that all the nitty gritties like the T and Cs. But the fact that this approach was done for for the letter to me is like fuck. This is just a, a, a analogy for what maybe is the formula for meting out a death sentence in Singapore. Like you go past this uh, number of grams, it's death penalty, mm. and and it feels too formulaic. Uh, given where we are as a country right now, like and I think I I, I brought this up in other episodes also. I think it was that conversation with uh, Sudhir where we were talking about race issues and talking about, you know, like, um, certain things you being imported from the ve- from the West and, you know, like, uh, it would, the wealth inequality, you know, higher taxes. And I remember Sudhir said one thing, which I've heard more and more, is like, you know, why, why are we always looking at, okay, um, this bad thing will happen if we do this, as opposed mm. to why can't we be better? Why can't we aspire to a time where maybe we don't need the death penalty except for certain horrendous crimes because everything else, the the treatment has evolved. Like, and I think that has really shaped my my thinking about a lot of things because it feels like the death penalty has been around for fucking long. Um, we have everything, a lot of things have seemed to have evolved. You know, there's so much technological innovation. There's, there's the, when the government comes together, they can build a trace together app in like fucking two months, some shit, have the open source code shared with all the big tech companies in the world. But his death mm. penalty still remains like what it is. Even 2012, the amendment was just very minimal. Like, and it feels like, wait, wait how, how is this? Because the more you read about it, 
the more it feels like, oh, that is some cold ass shit, man. Yo, um, so you are saying basically that you think the death penalty should be abolished? Uh? Uh, I think that's a very blanket statement. Um, I but but what I mean more specifically no, but just is just to that, clarify that where 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 yeah. You, where so you're so I will I will clarify. I think for drug trafficking, I would say um, base. I mean to have the death penalty meted out just based on the amount immediate without question. I think that should be abolished. Um, I think the fact that the the death penalty right now is met, given to to a bunch of of uh, offenses like you know murder, um, uh, kidnapping in order to commit murder, robbery. I think my my thoughts on whether the death penalty should be abolished totally. I'm still not fully sure, but I think for drugs, it needs to be something that is that is is not so black and white lah. That like any other punishment, if there's enough to to prove enough to 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 build a case against it, that should happen, lah. Whereas right now it feels that doesn't happen. Mm. But isn't that the, I mean? isn't that also the argument that uh, you know that I mean a murder or kidnapping is very clear who the who the victim is, lah, right? But mm. if you talk to the mother of someone who died from a drug overdose or or something like that, it's they are also victims, lah, right? But who 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 uh, that. You know, it might not be so direct who the perpetrator is or anything, like right? Yeah. But generally, they're pointing at drug traffickers, like right? So, so why why would you know murder or kidnapping be okay for for the death penalty, but for drug trafficking is not? Huh? I think because drug trafficking, it feels like a lot of dots need to be connected before someone brings in the drugs and someone dies from overdose, like because technically you could overdose from even taking like a Panadol, right? Mm. Uh, you could overdose from drinking Correct. bleach. But um, you are bringing in an illegal item. It's like bringing a gun to school, right? Uh, technically, you know, the, there's a gun brought to school uh, and and some, some people are shocked with it, right? Or someone, let's say someone, some kid brings a gun to school, someone else takes the gun and then happens to play with it and shoot himself, right? Mm. Uh, does the kid who brings the gun to school is there any blame there? Uh yeah, I think there is blame there. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, it bring a drug in also is like bringing a prohibited. You you know it's a prohibited item. You know it's illegal, and you know it does harm to people when they take it. And you bring it into Singapore, Should so so isn't that kind of similar? I mean, I'm I'm saying they should still be punished. I just feel the death penalty should not be the the first thing that is given as once a certain amount is exceeded, lah. Because you talk about firearms, I know like um the the Singapore does have an arms offenses act and and even if you carry a gun being part of unlawful assembly, you can be given the death sentence. Mm. Um right. But I think your analogy of, of um the gun and the drug, I think it's it's not the the fairest comparison also because a gun it you you can't shoot someone with a gun uh and if you shoot someone with a gun like that like a drug you there's also the amount that you take right the amount that you ingest that causes an overdose or that causes mm-hmm. a death mm-hmm. for a gun i know you can shoot someone in the leg or the knee la, right yeah. but yeah. it 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 feels that um for for drugs because the term drug also, there are so many things that we ingest into our body that is chemical or inorganic, right? Mm. So, so even if you're, if a drug is deemed illegal, like cannabis is deemed illegal in Singapore, but it's mm. not illegal in other countries. So mm. that means 
the moment that a, I mean, just because a drug is deemed illegal doesn't mean that it's a universal thing, right? Correct. You know, but technically, yeah. gun also, gun also, in some countries, is not deemed illegal to carry around, right? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, mm. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I'm not. No, I think running, yeah, it's, I'm it's not running questions. home with this. I'm not running yeah. home with this analogy. But I'm trying to yeah. pass out, like you know, how how should we think about murder versus you know drug use, and why definitely can be applied to one, but not not to the other, lah. Mm. I think so. So how would you answer your own question? No, I mean, I I told you where I stand. I generally stand towards the death penalty, just as a punishment. I don't feel it's it's. It's a it's a very good punishment, lah. You know. So you're saying totally abolish it, lah. Uh, I think I lean that way, lah. Yeah, because mm, mm. because a lot of times it's not even about um, sometimes it's not even about uh, you know, the punishment, but it's just about even the process of finding someone guilty and all that. You know, mm. what what if like there's a mistake, lah? All right, you know, or something. Uh, mm. versus life imprisonment. If there's a mistake, at least the guy still has a chance to you know something to be corrected, lah. Right. But, mm. but death penalty is like that's it really like it's it's just it's one direction only lah. So yeah. then what do you what do you say to people who say hey then if not death penalty then twenty years you know how much your taxpayers' money will be used against that or not? Yeah, say I mean taxpayers' money then tax tax the wealthy more lah you know. All yeah, this, whenever I the hear the argument, right? The bungalows whenever, that they have. Whenever I hear the argument, no matter argument? how much that thing you know you it's a, it's going to be a drain on taxpayers' money. Oh yeah, like, I'm yeah. like. That is so ridiculous, right? Because yeah. there are so many ways that the taxpayers' money are wasted. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and the fact that yeah, like if you if it's increase requiring more taxpayers' money, well, there are ways to increase the tax. It might not be the most popular opinion, but it feels like something that can be solved, lah. Yeah. Um, I think the 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 trickier question is like, let's say because okay, like I think it's it's very clear that if someone takes a gun and shoots someone point blank and says, yeah. I'm going to kill your, uh, uh, your, your, your piece of shit, shoots him, yeah. and that is very clear murder. Like. Well, what you're saying is that if someone brings in drugs that happen to be ingested by someone um, who dies, yeah. I, think, I think those are still clearly no, no, different. No. Different, different. Right. I said, let's say someone brings, I think that's why the analogy I'm trying to bring is, the, it's not that the child who brings a gun to school used the gun on someone else. He brought mm. a gun to school and then someone else plays the, with the gun and accidentally shoots himself or shoots somebody lah and kills mm. him. So, so it's also just re- like rec- in in almost like recreational use lah, right? You know, of the gun. Yeah. They're not but intending then, to kill anyone lah. But no then intent. just by, by, by that extrapolation, if someone brings a knife, yeah, right? And and someone else takes the knife and kills that person, mm. uh, how responsible is the person who brought the knife, which is not Correct, illegal, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 But a fork- knife is not illegal, but gun is illegal lah. Let's, it's mm. quite clear. Yeah, gun yeah. is illegal. La. So yeah. you're talking about just stuff that's illegal. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. So so I mean I'm not saying I'm not I'm not dying on this hill or anything like that. La. I'm mm. just pointing out that that uh it's difficult la, to to really uh you know pass through the argument and, and to say how one punishment for one thing should be should be yeah, la, uh greater than another and all that. I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on your on, on what you're saying. Mm. I'm just saying that, yeah. that you know, in general, even like t- t- one one thing to me also is that, uh, you know, like 20, 30 years ago, uh, something like DNA, forensic evidence, CSI, all that, all these things were unheard of, like, Right? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. But now, you know, we can use those things to definitively say whether someone was at a murder scene or someone raped someone and all that. So who's mm. to say in 20, 30 years later, there won't be some other jump or leap in technology that literally allows us to to see what someone was thinking or to trace his brainwaves to a location and things like that, lah, right? Yeah, where, exactly. Where we could say, oh, actually this murder, this guy who was convicted for murder actually was never even at a crime scene, no matter what, lah, you know? Like a trace yeah, together exactly. for your brain. So, I mean, the, the death penalty works for a very, very primitive uh, kind of society where we don't have all this technology, mm. but... Now that we, I mean, we had, we know technology and science moves at such a rapid pace. We also need to move into times, lah. That's what I'm saying, lah. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think that also is 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 kind of at the crux of what uh, I was getting at. Because to me, whether or not I'm clear, the whole death penalty should be abolished. I I don't I don't know. I haven't read up enough. Uh, I, it's something that in the past I think I've I've ping pong between, and even then when I ping pong from extreme to extreme, I'm not really sure why. But I think what you said is very. Is is the biggest thing like it feels like there are so many things that have evolved, but the way um the sentence is determined right now still feels still feels very archaic la, right mm-hmm. um like what like what you said forensics did not exist maybe like fifty years ago but now yeah. it is probably such a big part of any investigations just to minimize the the error of of I don't know like subjectivity or or error of of a potential. A incorrect judgment la. Yeah. and it just feels like oh fuck now it's still uh, like very dependent on a human judge right you know there's all this talk mm. on like smart nation I mean even the process of giving Singapore PR right feels like there's a fucking black box of algorithm that goes on behind there mm. right um, and and yeah, it just feels like the whole process now is very archaic, la. And I mean, even if you, if you, you, if going back to what I was saying about how Singapore, for all we say about being a developed nation, you know, like great for business, great for this. Um, when I mentioned just now that uh, in terms of the countries that still have capital punishment, right? Uh, based on an article that I could find in twenty fifteen, I know it's twenty fifteen is by the Economist, so things may ha- probably have changed, but back then. 32 countries provided capital punishment for drug smuggling, but only in six countries were people routinely executed. One was China, um, Mm. and the numbers from China are probably the hardest to find. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Singapore. Mm. And and, I mean, in terms of the number of people who have been hung in Singapore... um, Just looking at the the records, you know, in even in years like... uh, like uh, 19 as recently as 2000 or 1999 there were 99 there were 43 people who were executed no, in mm. singapore mm. um 2018 there were 13 people and it feels like um yeah you know as as a country can we can we not do better can we not um e- evolve past uh uh that that the fact that so many people are getting executed for for offenses that uh, a lot of which are, are drug trafficking. Yeah, and yeah. and I think the last time someone was pardoned by a president, which has happened, was in 2012 by Ong Teng Chong. Mm, mm. Yeah, and, and that happened uh, when uh, there was someone who was accused of murder uh, that he committed, I think, six days after he turned 18. Because in Singapore, if you're below 18 or a pregnant mother, at the time of the offense, you won't get, the, you can't get the death penalty. Yeah. So... This guy had his presidential uh, uh, clemency uh, approved, la, and the reasons were never given. But it feels like okay, um, that that is a possibility, la, And and in this case, I hope that like what you say, it doesn't end there, and there's mm. a lot more rigor put into 
determining um, the the reality of whether he, or not he's intellectually disabled. Because, you yeah. know, just now you said the MHA put out a statement. The way they refuted the claims of the lawyer, right, was based on the account of this one prison officer who said he's been interacting with Nagendran over the past three years and uh, was quite sure he was of sound mind. La. Apparently, when he's been asking for religious tapes to play, he's been uh, talking about how he has a short time to live, so he wants to organize calls with his family and friends. So that was all playing into the 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 statement that he is not intellectually disabled because he could function and he was aware of the the punishment. La. So mm. it just feels like, is that just one person's account? Yeah. Is that what was the, the bedrock of the, the statement, which feels ridiculous. La. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, la. I guess I guess the like I mean we mean it we almost laugh at it as a joke, la. but now now that the you know the ultra rich people in the world, like the Richard Bransons, have all come forward to to speak out against this thing, la, right? Maybe mm. this is when like yeah, la, this is when uh you know, this is when people start to oh shit, maybe we need to relook our the the, the how the whole PR of this thing is going down, la, right? Because mm. Every time a rich person, you know, they, they have a lot of influence in Singapore like, as evidenced by the special concessions given to the Bloomberg VIPs mm. uh, and all that. You know, there is, it's, it's a fact that, that we, we give more of a shit about the VIPs than we do about what other people think. Like. So, oh, so, you're saying, yeah. so you're saying, if not for the philosophy or even the, the possible humanity of it, Think yeah. about it from a PR angle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plea to the government. Yeah. Uh. If you want to be government. on Richard, if you want to be on yeah. Richard Branson's Christmas card list, uh, you know, to be invited yeah, you, for Virgin Galactic's launch. <laughs> yeah, or you want to organize the Bloomberg conference next year or not? Yeah. Think about it. Exactly. Okay. Think about it. Yeah. You know, all these VIPs who you have like like uh, just cowed out to, you want to have them back next year. If you want to have them back next year, please reconsider this shit. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would urge anyone to even like just read the Wikipedia article on the capital pun- history of capital punishment in Singapore, which we will put in the show notes because I found it very illuminating, but also kind of like, oh shit. Because uh, mm. it gives you the full context of, of the history of this punishment in Singapore. And I think hopefully, like us talking through this has also kind of like, um, uh, I don't know, like a, a contributed in some way to maybe you wanting to find out more about this or you caring more or you even thinking what the fuck are these two people talking about they know nothing uh yeah. that that that's all great like as long as it stirs something in you and yeah and if you've got any thoughts I'm sh- as i'm sure you have please head on over, over to our subreddit yeah and speaking of what the hell are these two people talking about they don't know what they're talking about yeah our next topic is about a pair of people or at least one person uh, who mm. really thinks to seems to know what she's talking he claims to know what she's talking about and mm. uh, has caused a bit of a rift in uh, society also, right? In, in opinions mm. of, in society. And what is the mm. story? The story is um, the, a certain Iris Ko, Miss Iris Ko, who is the founder of, of Healing the Divide, which is, um, I guess, a, a group or a, um, a community of people who are against uh, vaccine discrimination or mandated vaccine requirements. And I think she was the creator of a petition from way back, right? Um, when when the differentiated measures were first announced, I, I believe it was her, um, but she's been kind of like the face of the movement that is trying to speak out against mandatory vaccines. And the latest development is that the MOH... Um, took down two of the videos on her YouTube channel 
um, for because they said it it spread misinformation um, and it was not being responsible. And she has now put out a post rebutting that. And yeah, it doesn't seem like it's gonna end um, end here la. And 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 so I mean, in some way, it's like uh, what 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 was your thoughts when you saw this or you saw MHA statement? Uh, on what on her videos? Uh? I mean, um, the, so I, the I first came across this healing the divide the group uh, on Facebook lah. A couple of mm. uh, uh, I think I would quite safely call them anti vaxxer friends were sharing their their discussions, their YouTube videos, and the YouTube videos are basically uh, recordings of their Zoom of their Zoom calls lah, where. I think Iris Cole, you know, she she talks and then she gets another speaker to come on and talk and and then they share some, you know, some details about something they read somewhere uh, and all that, right? So mm. uh definitely I, 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 I first came across it with a real skeptic's eye. I was like, what the hell is I mean, healing the divide is a very um yeah, it's a very uh you know, under the under the table way of 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 uh of organizing a group like when I mean it, they they can't call themselves anti vaccinations or or stop the vaccination because that's gonna get them banned off every platform, so they call mm. themselves healing the divide where they're trying to heal the divide between the angry the the angry vaccinated people and the the people who are vaccine hesitant or anti vaxxers like, right, mm-hmm. um, but yeah you, if you dig a little bit further I mean. Iris Cole's background is pretty interesting also. La. She's uh she's actually um uh, the wife of a of a certain businessman that has also been in the news for for certain you know not not the best reasons also la, right? I think mm. he was involved in uh uh something that's being investigated right now, something called Vendshare, where where they were it was I think I believe they were selling shares of a of a coffee vending machine. Company la, or something like that too. To oh, is it? Yeah, and and a lot of people, retirees who invested, you know, sums of like two thousand to twenty thousand to fifty thousand uh, dollars, were promised returns la, on on their investment in this in in all these vending machines. Uh, and then there were a lot of complaints that no la, the the returns never came, and because of the terms of the contract, they were not able to get back their money la. So, I think if I if I'm not wrong, it was alleged that that yeah la, the there was mismanagement and then the the husband is trying to sue, I don't know, mothership or sue Rice Media for writing about him or or speaking to a bunch of uh people who invested in his company and all. And uh, yeah, turns out he's he's the husband of this Iris Cola, who is now also, you know, behind Healing the Divide. And Healing the Divide obviously uh has a fundraising campaign, which they are using primarily to fund defamation lawsuits, uh, according to according to their 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 own their own GoFundMe page la. Uh like, mm. like you the they mainly they say uh what you need and what you get. We need your support to achieve following aims. The first one they say is to take SPH to court. And then second one is to take Kelvin Cheng to court. And then third, then they finally they talk about actually helping to heal the divide, which is a help desk for those wishing to take legal action against the employers for discrimination at the workplace. That's with regards to COVID nineteen la. And mm. number four to continue to pub- publish alternative news. So I mean, my my whole point here is that the yeah you know, they are you know they're really just trying to raise money to go and sue people for 
for talking shit about them, for for making defamatory statements about them, supposedly defamatory statements. And it's mm. less about less about really like what they're the call are healing the divide. Like if, if anything, it's it's you know widening the divide, like, right? If you're using the defamation lawsuits and all. So mm. uh yeah, that's that's the character of the people that are in charge of this campaign, lah. Oh, and I mean, she she was also they basically run a Telegram channel called Healing mm. the Divide, mm. and she was also the person who urged uh people to flood the hotlines of MOH. Mm. I I I forgot that that was her. Yeah, so she started correct. a petition. She urged people to flood the hotlines, and I mean, uh, she even put out a statement in response to MOH announcement, like, So basically, like like. What you said, the defamatory comments uh, by SPH and MOH, um, I think basically MOH put out their statement on 7 November saying the videos were taken down because of uh, misinformation and uh, has a, so they said Iris Coast Channel has a history of posting and sharing content that perpetuates falsehoods and misleading information about COVID-19 and vaccines. And that mm. the government takes a serious view of the deliberate communication of these falsehoods. Uh, they didn't really rebut anything she said. Uh, mm. They referred to the two videos that were taken down. And she put out a statement kind of rebutting that uh, and just asking them some questions, like, which were like, um, is YouTube the final arbitrator of truth? Uh, why is MOH aligning itself with a US for-profit company, in this case, YouTube? Uh, as I understand it, YouTube is foreign-owned. So... Basically, kind of poking la. and she mm. also did re-upload that video on uh, a private hosting site, uh, and it's on their web page So, this is where I guess the Streisand effect will will kick in. You know, like mm. the video <laughs> will probably be uploaded elsewhere. But I think in this case, I'm surprised by her her drive to carry on la, because we have heard the name Irisco quite quite a few times like first there was a petition first there was uh the differentiated measures then now this i don't know man like um i, I it just it just feels like a, a very a very tricky issue like, because on one hand the government clamping down on this feels like it would empower the people who are already against the vaccine mandate mm, mm, correct you know as as opposed to i don't know maybe a, one approach could be like okay they're like if MOH and um, if the people with with the answers, with the research are so confident, why not just kind of... I, I always find it weird. Why not just get this Iris Co on a, on a, like a, a, a heart-to-heart talk, like, you know, sit down and like just just hash it out like, as opposed to mm. ping-ponging. Like. But isn't it because like... like yeah, But remember like when Joe Rogan spoke to Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta, Gupta yeah. Sanjay, uh, and it's quite clear they are opposite... They're on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to, uh, you know, like vaccination, especially for young, healthy boys like, or kids, like, right? Mm. Uh, mm. And and you know things got quite um, quite quite yeah quite uh, not say adversarial, but but I think both both were basically digging in on the, in the yeah, on their correct, own positions. Correct. So yeah, I mean it, it's a tough one, and like for me to like like like. I think I mentioned to you like Joe Rogan was like I, I mean, in my opinion like quite unfairly also just throwing a research paper yeah. here and there at Sanjay Gupta yeah, and, correct, correct. and the guy has no time to like read it on, on air or anything like that so it makes him sound like he's unprepared but actually he's probably got a whole treasure trove of, of see, research himself like, to throw back at Joe Rogan it's just that he's not doing that out of politeness or whatever like you know uh, mm. so 
I, I don't know, like would would just getting someone like her who's so firmly entrenched in 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 her beliefs already, you know, that she claims that she knows three deaths related to the vaccine and all that. Um, you know, would, would, is it helpful to 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 give someone like her, you know, uh, an airing or a platform to reinforce like uh, unverifiable facts uh, that she's she's putting out? Mm. I think I I still think there might be something there only because like let's say the Sanjay Gupta and Joe Rogan, it was Sanjay Gupta. He's the he's the medical uh, expert head, yeah. yeah, expert for CNN, and Joe Rogan is a independent podcaster, right? Mm. So. Um, whereas in this case, it is the Ministry of Health and someone who has, seems like she has a lot of support, right? Mm. So, I think... Um, you say, you're saying Iris Co has a lot of support? Yeah, Iris Co has a lot of support mm. uh, from a group that is already very anti uh, the whatever, a lot of the policies that the government is putting out. So, what, what I was saying is that maybe this needs to have a different approach uh, mm. for once. Because it feels like she's not going to give up, right? Mm. Uh, I'm guessing the Telegram group is going to grow in strength, uh, especially because in recent times, the, the there's more animosity towards the government and the restrictions, right? Yeah. So it feels like maybe now it's like, okay, try something different, guys. Mm. You know, like when when uh, the pof, the people got PofMart in Singapore, you know, uh, PJ Tam and, uh, and the guy from Facebook and there was this committee of people who were just sitting there like just asking questions, maybe that's what needs to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just fight it yeah. out, man. Fight I mean, it out. I mean, I I brought out the Joe Rogan Sanjay Gupta thing. Almost like it sounds like a negative example, but at, at the same time, um, what 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 do you get from listening to it? Uh, even though uh, we felt at the end, at the end, you know, both didn't really move from their stances on vaccination. What what do you get from listening to that podcast that you enjoyed it so much? Uh? Mm, I would say it. It, first of all, it was an example to me about how people with vastly opposing views can still have a conversation. Um, and it can get heated. It can get somewhat adversarial at times, but still end off, okay, they they respect each other's opinions. Like, but for me as a listener, right, I think my thoughts around the vaccine, I I I found myself closer towards Sanjay Gupta than Joe Rogan by the end of it, like, mm. which to me was, was a learning thing for me. Like, yeah. Joe Rogan's claims, you know, like like what you said, you know, the random, you know, there was this study that said this. Then I'm like, huh, that's yeah. your argument. Yeah. So that's where I found there was quite quite a good public uh, benefit for me as a listener. Like, but, but what about you? Uh? Yeah, yeah, I thought now 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 that you talk about this, Iris maybe being put on the spotlight as well. Uh, I think actually maybe it might be, uh, you know, it might be a good exercise, lah, right? Because I think I came out of that Joe Rogan thing, um, yeah, lah, probably more on the side of of. Sanjay Gupta, but at the same time, mm. I had a better understanding of where the hesitancy that even someone rich and powerful and connected like Joe Rogan comes from, right? And, mm, and mm, um, mm. so, it, it, to me, like a better understanding of both sides might actually, uh, you know, help people to 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 use words or to be, be able to counsel others who who you know maybe that the old people who refuse to get vaccinated and things like that, lah. Being mm. able to understand what their fears are and how to how to tackle them a bit more closely, la. Like like it's very clear that Joe Rogan, I mean, he got COVID and everything, like right. He experienced the whole mm. thing, but but he was just very upset by how the media uh, painted him as taking horse dewormer directly versus a, yeah. a doctor approved uh, uh, dosage of ivermectin, and he's also very concerned about his his children, la, Right. So understanding mm. that that was there's an angle to which they can talk about the. 
the virus. I think I think they went on a, a pretty long uh, discussion about, um, you know, whether whether it still makes sense for a child to just to take the COVID vaccine and and all that. And that actually, uh, yeah, like solidified my 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 view that you know, uh, generally we well, but what the vaccine right now is just buying time for us, buying time for the whole population to to come up with a better you know with a better drug and all. Uh, or at some point, like, right? To to mm-hmm. to better understand COVID and the fact that that COVID has done un- unprecedented things to our bodies, which is like, uh, I think the statistic is like seventy percent of COVID patients lose their sense of smell, which is actually a, a brain function. You know, it's a brain function. It's not a. It's not something related to your lungs. Uh. So the fact yeah. that COVID does that, no one, no one understands that still. But so we just need more time to 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 understand it, but to buy us more time before more people die and all that. We need people to take the vaccine, lah, and and mm-hmm. so that that argument I think sold it for me, uh, as I was listening to the podcast, lah. You know, that, that yeah. whether or not um we you know you never know hundred percent the long term effects, but all we know is that people die less, lah, when they take the vaccine, right? And yeah, that's yeah. what we need to do, lah. So, in some sense, yeah, la, we've already tried everything, and now we are doing the we're using the stick to try and get the people everyone vaccinated, but maybe we need to try something different with Iris Co and friends to, to really yeah. try and, and convince a few more of them to get vaccinated, right? But, but because, I mean, Iris Co did say that they are smart vaxxers, not anti-vaxxers, right? Yeah. She yeah. said that part of her community are actually people who have gotten vaccinated. Yes. So it it feels like if that's how she's branding and marketing herself, maybe, yeah, yeah she's, she's not totally against vaccines. She's just maybe got more, like more paranoid or more yeah. apprehensive, like, which is, yeah, it, it feels like okay. Then just have a conversation, man. Yeah, you know, get we, we, we can we can mediate, like, We can mediate. Yeah, we can mediate. Uh, yeah, easy, we can easy. mediate. Happy <laughs> to be fucking great, man. Happy to sit down yeah. and just have a fireside chat with like you know, Iris. But I think I think cannot be uh, against Shamugam. Uh. Shamugam will question her to the ground. Uh. Yeah, yeah, cannot, cannot. Shamugam will end up questioning us, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we end up, end up having to make apology, retract yeah. statement, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After three months, we have to yeah, we have to summon Shamugam and say, you know, I apologize and I shouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah, yeah our our office is at uh, Payaleba when it's actually yeah, at closer somewhere to else. Closer to yeah, closer to Macpherson. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made a mistake there, Harish. Yeah, and, you know. exactly. I'm I'm really sorry. Yeah. And Terence and I will form a, a committee to decide on the outcome of our mis yeah. mis uh, miscommunications. Correct. And then it's, it's yeah, also I cannot, I cannot, it's also I also retract the statement saying that our our <laughs> podcast is humorous. <laughs> we are totally not, not funny at all. You know. So yeah, because yeah, I'm sorry. Shamugo will say I I only laughed twice during. During a one hour thirty minute podcast, um, which means majority of the time I wasn't laughing. So can you explain, Terence and Harish, your claims that you are thrice weekly podcast that discusses issues with a touch of humor? Where's the humor? <laughs> yeah, where's the humor? <laughs> Show me. The we, humor. I'm sorry. We're sorry. We are not a comedy podcast. We are we are a news podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, funded by funded by Manscaped, foreign company. Funded by Manscaped, yeah, correct. Yeah, but, <laughs> But yeah, but all my jokes aside, yeah, I mean, we, we, we I, I was quite inspired by that Joe Rogan, Sanjay Gupta thing. If, mm-hmm. if there is, if Iris Ko is up for it and, you know, a medical expert, you know, is up for it, we're totally down to like host it, right? Yeah, totally down, man. Yeah. And I mean, I just hope it happens, like, because if she's going to take it to court and all, I mean, I admire the fight, but it feels like, ah, oh, fuck, I can imagine the MOH people and I know even someone at Google who's been implicated this somehow because it's on YouTube, you know, and mm. I'm guessing more of YouTube is also implicated. So it just feels like, 
Oh my god. My yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but cool. But cool, cool. Uh we got uh, through it. Okay. Yeah, let's talk mm. about something positive for the first yes. time. Yeah. yeah. The 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 one short comment of the past few days. Yeah. And and what is yours, man? Uh I mean uh I I I don't know why lah, but uh I just enjoy people talk telling us about how what what they feel when they listen to our podcast and all that lah. To me it's mm. because it's a we're talking about an hour long experience and you can't possibly just feel the same throughout an hour, lah, right? At some points mm. you laugh, at some points you cry. So so I I mean peeling backs to those which is a long time listener just posted it. Uh, listening to Yalaba has opened up my world. Lah. I mean I don't have to go into details about it, but they uh, I think she quite clearly lays out how um you know uh listening to the podcast has has pushed her to to explore different aspects of 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 life in Singapore, you know, of you push, just pushing her towards different corners of pop culture that she wouldn't go near either, and and and, and like you know, just just try, just having a more uh, nuanced uh, approach when she reads stuff on social media as well, uh, which is which mm. is fantastic. Uh. I think that that's 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 like everything we we dream of doing for people. Uh. We're not trying to push you into a box and, and and want you to be like BTS fans or super fans or anything, but but to really think for yourself a bit more, uh, right? You know. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, which is great. So thank you for the shout out. Cool. Okay. Um. So my one short comment is a is a few comments on our last podcast, the healthcare workers to receive four K reward. Um. It's by it started by a hot garbage comics. Um. Also a long time commenter. Um. And because during the podcast we were talking about you know like the Indian head shake and and how. There's, there are Bollywood dancers that involve the shaking of heads and and he went went on to kind of really in detail uh, uh, talk about the history of the conversational Indian bubble. Uh, he linked to a, a video, uh, an explainer of, of where that came from. And I thought it was just interesting. Um, it was, a of course, a accidental jurist, long-time commenter as well, chimed in. But it was a whole discussion on, on Bollywood and... How the the head bobble and and other aspects of Bollywood uh, are kind of have kind of played into people's perceptions of it la. So it's quite a quite a few long comments, which I thought was very interesting la. Yeah, the head bobble. I, I watched. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the videos as well. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the Bollywoodization la, yeah. uh, as as the term implies. But yes, thanks guys for guys for the comments. Yeah, thank you all. Cool. And, right. Uh, <clears throat> what is your one shot thing? Um, my one shock thing is the news that um, the local badminton player mm. Lo Kian Yu, um, he actually won the German Open, mm. um, and and I think he was crowned yesterday, and it's so it's so fucking great because I remember watching him during the Olympics. Um, I think in the Olympics he was he made it to the to the playoffs. Mm. Um. But uh, and I I just there's something there's something I I like about him. Uh, he's very likable and and I was kind of following his journey during the German Open and apparently he he beat five players who were ranked above him um yeah. in the world rankings to to win this event mm. And he actually lost the first set in this in the final, which I thought was was great. Like he's a world number thirty nine, so he's he's definitely like up there. And he's only twenty four, so. Just, just so damn happy, man. Like, I mean, I think the Singapore athletes have been getting a lot of attention over the past year, rightly so and and wrongly so for some. But 
this guy, I think he deserves all the credit he he's getting now. So mm. congrats, man. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, everyone's uh, talking about him. Even like his weekend yeah. posted uh, yeah. photos that he when he played with uh, Low himself in like I mean I, I, it's one of those politician things like, right? He played a game mm. of badminton, with him, but that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, just just before I I I don't wanna also forget that, that his mm. teammate uh, Yo Tiamin she made it to the final as well, but mm. unfortunately she lost. But even then, is fucking making it to the the final. She's twenty sixth in the world. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to to both these two shuttlers, man. Yeah. Uh, cool. My one shock thing is uh is a video by a Malaysian uh, rapper, uh, filmmaker, YouTuber. Content creator extraordinaire Namwi, mm. uh, I think we've spoken about him before, but most yeah. recently his his uh, his music video for Poor Lee Singh, which is um, I think it's fragile, but but he also I mean he is also linked as it's also titled as It Might Break Your Pinky Heart, uh, and the whole video mm. is is it's uh, number two on trending for music on YouTube right now, but it's been banned and scrubbed off. Uh, China, China's uh, social media, and Namwi and uh, Kimberly Chen, who is featured in the video, has have also been banned from social media in China, la. So the reason mm. why is because the song is about, um, you know, the lyrics are about, uh, fragility, about fragility, and I'm so, you know, it's like it plays like a romantic ballad, but it talks about I'm so sorry for hurting your your you know your fragile heart and everything. Um, but there are a lot of references to. The Chinese online, uh, so-called internet brigade, lah, right? The ones that mm. speak up for speak up for Chinese nationalism and and and, and call for boycotts and things like that, lah. So there's mm. a lot of references in the video. It's a very interesting, uh, video to watch, uh, and the song's pretty catchy also. So so you know, this is uh, I guess Namwi is like as close as as we get to like you know uh, like yeah, like he's really the, uh activist musician artist kind of thing uh, and, and 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 that's not an easy one because because his songs are actually catchy lah. his songs you know it's not like uh, I mean I won't name others but uh, his songs are actually catchy lah. and the music videos are, are really well shot and everything oh. so so it's a, yeah, it's a bit different lah. yeah he's he's been in the news a, a lot right for mm. for a lot of controversial videos and yeah to me he's also someone he's like a fucking badass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, the way he he yeah. creates videos like like very got a lot of messages but also very very dope la. like yeah. just dope songs yeah 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 and now I mean yeah so it's interesting because yeah, like he's I mean this is uh, I mean this is going up against China you know the big to, to criticize China and everything so it's a it's a it's a much bigger deal than than, than just criticizing uh, Malaysian politics or what la, right and and also uh, uh, on top of that he's also kind of he dabbled in NFTs, right? Like he mm, released recently, certain yeah. photos related to the song, and he sold what like hundred of those and yeah. got like one point one million overnight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so and I think it's smart, yeah. He even he made use of the fact that the song was banned in in China and everything to to you know to get collectors interested, and now and now he's monetized that that interest, lor, that controversy, lor. Yeah, and and it's super smart because it fits his branding, like I think mm. part of the 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 NFT announcement was that he said he vows to never convert it into fiat currency, always keep it virtual because 
he exclaims down with the banks. Yeah. So the whole thing, anti-establishment, you know, take down the system. Fuck, man. That guy's a badass, man. Yeah. So whatever your politics, you just have to respect that, you know, he's he's uh, he's found a way to make it work for himself, lah, right? Uh, mm. Financially, uh, you know, artistically and everything. He stayed true in himself. Like he never he never wavered from it after going to, even yeah. after being going to jail and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Badass. Badass, badass. Cool, man. Cool. Woo. Wow, that's Woo. a heavy one, heavy one. We made it. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening, cool. everybody.